Welcome to Women Leading the Way Radio Show, where each time you'll hear from successful women CEOs, executives, and professionals, where we'll discover how they do what they do to be successful in business. We'll be interviewing women who have overcome big challenges, women who have incredible stories of lessons learned in dealing with adversity. We'll even interview women who have started and grown successful organizations and women who are C-level executives with unique talents and positions. Our goal is to bring successful businesswomen together to share how they're leading the way in business today. Good morning and welcome to Woman Lead Radio brought to you by Connected Women of Influence. I'm Melissa Washington, your host of Women Veterans in Business. Our show topic today is turning big ideas into reality. And our leading lady today is Siobhan Cunningham, Air Force veteran and founder and CEO of Empower Women Veterans. Good morning, Siobhan. How are you? Good morning, Melissa. Oh, my gosh, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm doing great. Absolutely, absolutely. So let's let's get let's get right into it. Um, uh, before we get into your, your business, let, let's let's go back a little bit um, to when you were in um, the Air Force and what you did when you were in the Air Force. <laughs> oh, um, I was a social work officer in the Air Force, and you know it's funny. I still hesitate to even say it because. In my mind, I failed at that job. Like, <laughs> if if my goal was to promote to major, that did not happen. <laughs> but I'm proud of what I did. I helped so many, so many active duty um, families it, with that job. Just listening to the stories and treatment meeting the most wonderful people, the most courageous people, all hurting over things that were beyond their control. You know, it just kind of, um, it took a toll. It took a toll. So I did that for four years. And that was, um, geez, it it really was life-changing for me. My dad served in the Army, so I grew up moving around from base to base. I'm very familiar with military families. But being a social work officer gave me an even more intimate look on the challenges of being a family who's serving the country. And I decided how can I kind of continue that, that, that feeling of needing to help the military families like mine. <laughs> got it. So what was your plan when you got out? What did you want to do when you got out of the Air Force? When I got out of the Air Force, um, so I healed a lot. I knew I wanted to help still, so I did um, do therapy for a little bit at an outpatient, at an inpatient treatment hospital. But even when I was there, Melissa, I realized that the women in treatment, when they were in the environment with the men in treatment, their voices were not heard. They kind of seemed to fall back in line, whatever comfortable whatever made them comfortable, like while active duty, while in uniform, while at work, that kind of happened again in a treatment setting, and I did not like it. I didn't like it. I didn't know what to do, um, but I knew I was going to do something. So that's kind of when I wandered along into your world, Melissa. (laughs) (laughs) So with that, let's just – because one of the things I do like to ask, too, is, you know, a lot of the times – 
we, we have different experiences, right, when we transition. So what was your transition mm-hmm. experience when you transitioned from um, being, you know, in the Air Force and now transitioning out? What, what was that experience like for you? Oh, even putting it into words now, other than extremely difficult. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I don't want to say it was extremely difficult because, we're, like, Nothing had really changed except for me, (laughs) and I didn't realize. Um, So, again, I had joined age 29, and I got out at about 33, 34. Um, And honestly, I'm I'm from Florida. I was in Montana when I got out, and I decided either I was going to go home, back to what I knew, or try something fun and different and follow the love of my life up to Alaska and see what happens. And so that in itself was a huge transition from being a Floridian to being a woman who lives in Alaska. (laughs) (laughs) Which you still are in Alaska, right? Yes, I am. And actually it's been snowing straight for like 24 hours. My husband swept the deck. I mean, you know, shoveled the deck last night. It had two feet of snow. Woke up this morning. Guess what? Two more feet of snow. Oh, wow. <laughs> so well, so with, with, with joining a little bit later in life, the, the military, mm-hmm. were you a social worker before you joined the military? Yes, I joined, um, I was a social, I wanted to be a social worker before, um, pretty much the first thing. I even met my first social worker while um, my mom was at Tripler Army Hospital in Hawaii. Um, That was a civilian contractor, and I just really liked the job, and so I literally did social work for, for all my career, and even now. So that's how I got into therapy. That's how I got into um, really appreciating different cultures, different point of views and perspectives. The reason why I joined the Army is, I mean, the Air Force is because I wanted to be a leader, and I didn't feel like a leader, even though I was doing great in my civilian job. But I really, I really did have this mission to work with military families. I didn't know how. So my brother, actually, who was a corpsman in the Navy, uh, really did suggest that I join as a social work officer. He thought I would be great at it. And so I did. Um, but, again, when I got out in, in – when I got out in 2014, I mean, that, those four years completely changed who I was and trying to figure out who I was on top of getting married, having a miscarriage, having my first kiddo, and then about a year later finding out I was pregnant with a second kiddo, um, all while trying to build this business, it's been an emotional, financial, time-consuming, but extremely, extremely rewarding process because I forgot how badass I was in the military. Um, I forgot how badass I was before I got out, I mean, before I got in. And I really just had to figure out what badass Siobhan looks like married with two kids and as an entrepreneur. <laughs> yeah, right. And, that, and and so many women, we, you know, we're, we experience that, Um and it's very interesting too how you talk about too about us um, 
you're talking about the mental and emotional mess that keeps us stuck, right? So all this, mm-hmm. these things that happen in our life um, that sometimes can keep us stuck. So with that, you know, talking about your transition, right? Now, now you're, you know, you're entrepreneur, you business owner. So what, how did you come up with what you're doing today? Was it just something you woke up and said, I want to do this or just something you've been thinking about? What brought you to what you're doing today? Uh, community. I think it really does boil down to community. You know, I've always had a strong sense of community. I've never experienced the family aspect of having a community around you until I was actually active duty in the military. Um, and I realized it didn't have to be the whole military. Like, no, it wasn't the people necessarily that I directly worked with. It's a lot of those people really were directly involved in what I, what I, you know, what I went through in the military. But it's those other people, the ones who had my back, went despite all of it. And even now, when I talk about my military service. They are even the, the ones who were like, but you did it. Like, you were held, you were dealt a tough hand. And this is from someone who knows intimately, several people who know intimately my tough hand. And and you you made it through, and you're here, and you're doing what you're doing. And so that's kind of how this idea of empowerment veteran came. Because if me, a person who, like, knows she's a rock star, knows she's a badass, but allowed this, like, little four-year bubble of my life to completely change how I thought about myself and the world. Like, it really, having those other military friends, family, that say, no, Siobhan, it was not you. You did everything, like, you've handled the situation the best way you could, and you're on the other end to tell your story. And it kind of dawned on me that that's, that's what the the issue is with mm-hmm. our women veteran community. We're not telling our story. We're letting other people tell our stories. Our stories are drenched in trauma in the media between just all you I mean Melissa, you know, between like I'm gonna do just 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 film like uh Killer Sally on Netflix. I loved it. I love her story. I just believe that, like, you know, that it was very trauma-filled. And the other end of the time, the other side of the, the, the trauma was not, was not as highlighted because she's still in it. I get that. But even going back to G.I. Jane, like, that's a heavy trauma-filled story. And that's, that's good, but I'm wondering what happens if normal people, because I consider myself a, a, a normal person who had a tough, time in the military and want to talk about it to other people who don't feel like they had to have had a Killer Sally story or a G.I. Jane story to also be like, you know what, I can talk about what I did. I can talk about, you know, or choose not to. But the more we share our stories, the less people are going to shy away from 
the less people to shy away from asking you, like, hey, what did you do, which is one of the things I'm starting to advocate for when I speak to the civilian crowds, is when you find out a woman served in the military, before you thank them for their service, get curious. Ask them what they did. Ask them questions and then thank them for their service. Mm-hmm. Um, because, I, you know, women don't, I believe, we just don't, if people assume what men do like even if that man literally just like was an admin doing a normal like admin job people are going to assume that they did something noble or brave or challenging we don't get that we don't get that assumption (laughs) yep oh no i i I agree and But now we're just going to take a quick moment to recognize that one of our sponsors and partners, um, Women Lead Radio, is brought to you today by Connected Women of Influence and our partner, National University. National University is proud to be one of the largest private nonprofit universities founded in 1971. The National University mission is to provide accessible, achievable higher education to adult learners. Today, National University educates from across the U.S. and around the globe with over 170,000 alumni worldwide. Thank you for your support, National University, and to all of our sponsors and partners. We're back to women veterans in business. And today uh, with us is Siobhan Cunningham, three times Amazon best-selling author. So, so tell us, uh, let's, let's just dive into a little bit about um, you're, you're an author, three times best-selling author. So let's talk a little bit about um, – being an author and and how that came about healing (laughs) (laughs) healing okay right yes as a therapist um, and as a child let's just go from there I wrote in diary I still read my journals from when I was a kid um so writing has always been a helpful coping mechanism for me um and handwriting is great, but typing is also great. And what I found was when I type, I'm able to process the things that happen to me with less emotion. And when I write, I get to explore and deep dive and really reflect on those things. And so between those two, um, writing just became an outlet for me figuring out my my act, one, what happened to me and what I could have done differently and what was the point of me going through all that drama? What did I need to learn? Um, so that was one thing. And so that came out in Behind the Ranks Volume 4. Um, and that was really just me starting to see, like, if I write down what happened to me and put it in the universe, will I explode? Like, <laughs> will the world... Mm-hmm like crash before me if I tell the truth about how I felt during this very difficult time in my life? And the answer was everything was great and people appreciated it. And ever since I decided to keep going with writing my story and using words to start conversations about women veterans' experiences, my experience as a woman veteran, and then just letting people know that it's a different experience. A women veteran, a women's military experience is different than a man's military experience. Mhm. Absolutely. So, 
that's where all the writing came from, and I love it. I love writing. That's that's awesome. So we want to get back to, so our topic today is, is the turning big ideas into reality. So you've got all these ideas, right, and you're, you're an entrepreneur. <laughs> so how are you turning these into, into reality? So the biggest thing I'm actually doing is creating a summit called the Big Idea to Reality Summit. <laughs> it's a Big Idea to Reality Summit business summit for women veterans, actually. And so what I did was grabbed some of my favorite people who actually also had availability for me, and and we had little powerful conversations. I've spoke, I have women who, like Deb Lewis, retired colonel, was in the first class of graduating West Point. Um, now living in Hawaii, doing awesome things about mental toughness um, to, you know, Yousef uh, Scaly, who is lives in Canada but has lived all over the world and has wonderful um, insight about just different cultures and conflict and how to be a man and also be emotional. All these, all to say is, I try to bring people who are un, unlikely for a military person or a military family to engage with, in addition to women veterans and active duty women who started a business. And I just ask them, like, how did you do it? How did you take your idea and turn it into a reality, a business? And what's one mistake that you wish you could avoid or what's one piece of advice to give to women veterans thinking of doing the same? And these conversations, I have about uh, 28 of them, and they're amazing. They're so uplifting. They're, these, these, and some, these are my coaches <laughs> like, that I, who I've interviewed literally like. Almost every one of my coaches have been interviewed and are on there. Um, so not even, it's just it's going to be a very powerful ongoing summit that I offer, and really it's just to help us start talking about business and finances and talking to people who aren't just military because um, as much as as much as we have. Um, strengths in the military community that allow us to get the job done no matter what. The civilians have figured out how to get the job done without it feeling like it has to be a life or death task, you know? Mm -hmm. And so those are the things I want to teach and help with the Big Idea to Reality Summit. And that's actually, so we're doing a soft launch next, um, tomorrow, so all the speakers, because y'all starting a business is t- takes more work than you you think it's going to take. Period. And so, and when you're by yourself in military, we used to have a team and delegating. For some reason, it's just not as easy to delegate or find your team when you're starting off on your own, right? So um, it's going to probably take you longer than you think because you don't have the the resources just yet. And, um, yeah, so that's kind of where I'm at. It's like the the this was supposed to happen in November, and then the family came down with COVID. <laughs> mm. And now that, 
<laughs> and now that this one is happening now, tomorrow, I still am not quite ready because our family has a cold. <laughs> so that's what I just was like, hey, what can I do to make sure that this information is out there, even if it's not perfect, but still make it so that it can reach the people it needs to reach. So starting tomorrow, the Big Idea to Reality Summit is in a soft launch, which means um, it'll be launching on a full scale, all pretty and shiny like for anyone who wants for free in mid-January. And so the best way for people to kind of to keep up with that information is to um, follow us. Uh, Empower Women Veterans on LinkedIn. That's probably where I spend the most time. And then also, um, yeah, I'm so excited to get this summit out. But uh, going to going to LinkedIn would be where the most updated information is. So in addition to LinkedIn, in case listeners want to reach out to you after the show, is there any other ways you would like them to contact you? Yes. Um well, LinkedIn is a great is, is a great way to just reach out to me. Go ahead and add me uh, and send me a message. I love meeting people, and 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 you know, if you want to talk to me, I can drop you a calendar link, and we can just have a little fifteen minute coffee chat. Um, and LinkedIn, I also do a free just because I'm thinking and I'm still growing this. Um, on Fridays, I do a coffee chat called Business Breakthroughs for Women Veterans, and the conversation usually is geared so far on who's in, in the audience because it's lately been people I kind of know. But um, yeah, we just talk about what it's like to build a business and the mental stuff that comes up and gets you stuck. So. The website is empowerwomenveterans.com. It is where you can learn more information about me and what I do and how um, this movement is 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 evolving. <laughs> and would they be able to get information too on the your your summit that you have going on? Would they be able to register on their that site as well? Um, the link will be there once it is available. Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay. Yeah, and we'll have all For the information. Perfect. Yeah, we'll have those yes. those links on our show page um, there as well. So, so becoming a a business owner, what are some if if you were to share with others that may be looking into you know starting a business or you know whether they're putting together a summit or you know any other things, what would be some things you would love to share with them? Yeah, the three things I've noticed that uh, military women and veterans uh, do is not not like um, aren't as visible. Um, and it's tough, but visibility, you know, getting getting out there, starting to show up, you know, with, with the little message, whatever your mission is, and just start talking about it. And I know that's tough, but people can't find you if, 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 you're not, if you're not being heard and you're not being seen. The power is in your voice, but there's even more power in showing up with your voice authentically. 
So that's one. And you can't figure that out until you start getting out there and talking. It, it evolves. You get more comfortable over time. Visibility skyrockets your business all the time because people don't know you. They can't see you. They can't see you. They don't know you. Um, and mm-hmm. then, and then I'm noticing one my website. So if we're thinking about a brick and mortar business, there's there's the location where your business is housed. <laughs> like you know that's your business. If you're online though figuring out what represents your brick and mortar. And for me, that's my website. So instead of thinking of going to an office every day and your work is in your office because that's where your computer is, you think of your computer as your office and your website is your computer. Basically, use your website as your hub for your business if you don't have a brick and mortar. So for me, that's been helpful because now I know I'm not I'm not piecemealing things and with different things. I'm knowing that everything I purchase, I want it to somehow directly work back to getting to my website because that's what helps me stay organized. Um, so figuring out. So one, visibility. Two, figuring out what the hub of your business is going to be. That's for you on the back end personally and for your customers on the front end. How are they going to find you? How are they going to purchase from you? What do you want that? Do you want that to be in a central location? If so, then consider your website being that central location. And then three then is, um, You know, I know one of the freeing things of working for yourself is not having to look at the jigsaw puzzle that is our Outlook calendar. (laughs) (laughs) But um, now that I have kids and a family and a husband and, and other responsibilities, I have to get back to figuring out how to put everything in my Google calendar. And so, um, organizing your time. It's important. It's difficult when you have a lot of free time, but creating spaces of time that you want to work in if you're just starting out, keep creating real spaces of time. I know if you have kids, that's hard, but the idea is you're starting to slowly create the household to to run how you're used to, how it'll make it easy for you to function as a business owner. And that takes adjustment and practice. So it's a journey. And those are my three tips. (laughs) No, those are, those are great tips. Um, And especially, you know, it's, it's building your, your business around your life. And I think that's advantages of entrepreneurs have is as we build that around our life and, and how because right we need also to take care of ourselves um mm-hmm. as well and and I love what you're you're doing and um so happy to support you and uh, all the things that you've got coming up for the end of this year as well as um 2023 um so we're we're getting to ready to wrap it up is there anything that you wanted to close with before we wrap everything up yeah melissa Again, I want to just thank you. I <laughs> I know you do this because you love it and you have a passion for it. But also, you what you've done, what you've built, you know, a lot of what I do is just kind of piggybacking off of you. <laughs> right? 
like you already have this great group of 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 supporters of badass uh women veterans in the community and a community around that and honestly I'm just riding your coattails so I appreciate you for for being an inspiration to us um us like you know who are trying to figure out what what this veteran life looks like well, thank you. That was that. I was not expecting that. So, thank you very much. I I greatly appreciate that. So, and hey, we're just, you know, it's if we all collaborate together and help each other out, um, that's that's what everything's all about. And um, thank you for your your time today. So, um, just want everybody. That's our our show for today. I know it goes by very quickly. And so I'd like to say thank you to Siobhan for being our leading lady today and a special thanks to all of our listeners, both in the U.S. and internationally, as we are an international show. Um, After our show today, you can listen to Woman Lead Radio on all subscription podcasts, specifically Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. We are expanding quickly to a radio show and podcast, so for now we'll be back for another live Woman Lead Radio Show on Mondays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time. It's been my sincere pleasure to be your host today. Thank you for listening and have an awesome week. Thank you so much, everyone. Women Leading the Way is produced by Connected Women of Influence, the premier private membership organization where like-focused, business-to-business, executive and professional women connect, collaborate, and cultivate a vast network of high-level affiliations, resources, and professional relationships. For more information about Connected Women of Influence, please visit our website at connectedwomenofinfluence.com.